You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello, hello, welcome back. This is Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, recording from the beautiful metropolis of Orlando, Florida. Thank you so much for listening. So grateful for all of our regular listeners and just uh, so humbled that there's so many of you that engage with this podcast on a regular basis. This is episode 218, and I'm going to be answering a question that came from a regular listener. Uh, For those of you who are uh, regular listeners of the podcast that have been tracking with me for the last few episodes, you know that I've been in the midst of a little mini-series um, uh, answering a variety of questions or addressing a variety of topics related to homosexuality and same-gender, uh, same-sex relationships, same-gender attraction, things of that nature, uh, basically from episodes 212 to 217. Um, I'm going to continue that mini-series in the future. Uh, there's still a handful of topics that I want to address, but want to diverge from that for the next few episodes because there's a few other topics uh, that I'm getting emailed about, want to address, got some people that have been waiting in the queue. Um and uh, I've actually got an interview coming up with someone also addressing some additional elements related to homosexuality. So I kind of want to continue that miniseries after I've gotten a chance to, to complete that interview. So I'll get back to that. But in this episode, I want to answer a question uh, that came from a regular listener. It was a relatively long email with a, a variety of questions. Uh, but one of the questions in that email was, what do you do about heretics? And that's a question I want to really answer here. Um, if there is a church leader that is preaching heresy, preaching uh, doctrinal truth that is outside of orthodoxy, uh, that is unorthodox, or it is contrary to, to the things we know to be clear biblical doctrines, uh, what do we do about it? Uh, the answer really depends on who you are and who the person is. Um, now, traditionally throughout church history, uh, from pretty much the first century all, all the way up till about the 17 or 1800s, uh, to, to execute a heretic would not necessarily be something that would be out of the ordinary. Um, now, I'm not advocating for that. I'm not saying we should go around killing people that are heretics. I'm not saying that. I want to make that very clear. I'm not in favor of that. I'm just saying that it has been the tradition of the church to deal very harshly very specifically with heretics. Heresy has not been something that people can kind of just get away with without accountability in in the church. That, That at least has been the sentiment in large portions of Christian churches throughout the centuries. And I think that attitude of that sentiment ought to still be embraced. If there is heresy or 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 detrimental doctrines being espoused in a church, it ought to be confronted. Um now if you are uh, in some form of church leadership, and there's another church leader um, in, in one way or another that is espousing heresy, then it is your responsibility to confront that person. Go to that person one-on-one and say, hey, is this true? You're teaching this, and, and try to have a biblical uh, debate, conversation, you know, d- d- talk about the scripture and try to point that person back to truth. If they refuse to listen, then maybe you get some other, you know, Christians with you, you, you follow the, the, in the gospel of Matthew, Jesus had a pattern, you confront one-on-one and you confront in a small group, then you bring it before the church congregation. Um, I think that's the right pattern. So you go to that person. If they still don't listen, maybe bring a handful of people with you, confront them, and then eventually maybe you bring it before the elders or the, the leadership or the members of the church. You know, every church structure can be a little bit different, but but you can't get away. You can't allow that to, to, to continue. Um, if you are in church leadership in your local church and there's another church leader espousing heresy, you have to 
be very diligent, be fierce. Again, you want to be gentle and, and cordial and diplomatic, but be fierce in your commitment to holding that person accountable. And you don't just say, well, it's okay as long as you don't talk about it, or it's okay as long as, you know, this or that. No, no. You have to demand full repentance. They they choose to, to say, no, I, I renounce that, and I turn my back on that heresy, and I'm going to espouse truth. Um, if it is indeed heresy, I'm not, I'm not talking about just like you disagree kind of like, oh, I'm pre-trib rapture. He's mid-trib rapture. I'm like, no, 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 that's not what I'm talking about. Okay. Like a legitimate heresy. This guy is speaking against close handed issues, uh, the, the, the essential elements of the faith, um, doctrines that we hold dear to be the core of Christianity. And if, if you speak against these, you, you, be, you, you run the risk of losing Orthodox Christianity. Like that is... That is essential. You have to hold that person accountable. Um, even if that person's above you in church leadership, you know you have to go through those proper routes. Um, if you are not in church leadership, if you're a congregant with little influence, no position, and it's a church leader, you can still take the exact same route, but know that you might not be listened to. You just you might not be you might not be listened to, and so you should still take the same route, try to hold that person accountable. But you may recognize that you might not get anywhere, and at that point you may you may want to choose to just say, okay, I'm going to leave this church and, and let them let them have a heretic there. I, I can't do anything about that. Um, when it comes to heresies from people that are not within your congregation, it, I, I don't necessarily believe it's my it's my my role to attack every heretic out there. I don't really do that. Um, I do think it's my role to protect my people. You know, at me as a church leader. Uh, as a shepherd of people, it is my responsibility to protect people from heresy. And so I'm very cautious to not recommend books by people that I think are heretics or not associate myself with things that might endorse someone that I think is heretical um, or detrimental in the way that they they teach doctrine. Um, I, I try to be very cautious in that regard in in, in protecting people, if someone is under my influence, under my charge, under my leadership in any way at all, I try to protect. If I see them going awry or reading a book that I think where someone is is is, is dangerous, um, I try to you know, kindly mentor them, kind of coach them into thinking differently than what they're thinking about. Um, and so again, if if it's someone that's outside of your congregation, there's again there's limited you can do but what you can do is protect your people from that but if the person is inside your church then then hit it head on fight that confront it hold people accountable demand repentance demand that they change um now if someone is not changing i do it's a, i think believe it's appropriate for churches to to practice church discipline we're gonna say hey there's gonna be a form of discipline on this person and in most cases that means some form of disfellowship or excommunication like hey there's a church leader in our church who's preaching heresy they refuse to change we're gonna we're gonna basically remove them from leadership and we're gonna have them not be allowed to be a part of the church we're gonna ask them to step outside of the church and we're gonna allow we're gonna ask our church to not uh to not have christian fellowship with this person because we don't believe this person is a christian um, and, and, and we have to keep them excommunicated until they repent. And as soon as they repent, we'll welcome them back in the fold with love and acceptance. So that, that there was a, there is a biblical precedent in first Corinthians and elsewhere for, uh, for removing someone from the church, from church membership and what we would call excommunication. 
um, if they refuse to repent. That is an appropriate precedent. Uh, and that was something that was accepted and used by the church for, for centuries. Um, in our modern culture, we're, we're so concerned with being nice that we're afraid to do that. And we don't hold people accountable. We don't do things like church discipline. We don't excommunicate. We don't demand repentance. And basically, we allow all this just crappy, terrible theology to run rampant in our churches. And it's detrimental and it's hurtful to loads of people. If you're a pastor, if you're a church leader, rise up, speak against it, hold people accountable, demand repentance, and shepherd your people diplomatically, graciously, lovingly, gently, shepherd your people toward truth. And and again, you can be diplomatic and you can be gracious toward a heretic, but don't be soft on the heresy. Make it very clear this person is in the wrong and, and what they are espousing should be rejected by the congregation. If churches were committed to that the way they were for many centuries, I think we would see I think we would see a lot less heresy uh, throughout western culture and, and modern evangelicalism. Um specifically uh would like to speak to the, the the younger audiences. If you're a teenager or a young adult, maybe you're going off to college looking for a church and and you find heresy being espoused in the church, the reality is you're probably going to have limited you're going to have limited influence. So I would encourage you to leave that congregation and go find a congregation where sound gospel-centric theology is taught, um, where where the gospel is preached and, and clung to. Um, but before you leave the church, don't just slip out the back door and just kind of people go, oh, whatever happened to so-and-so? Like, I would encourage you to go to the leadership and explain, you know, again, gently articulate as clearly as possible, hey, here's a heresy that I see. Here's the reason why I don't want to fellowship here. I believe you guys are endorsing a heresy and, and you're being soft on it. And so um, th- they are being cowardly or not addressing the heresy, but I would encourage you don't be cowardly in the way you leave. Like if you just slipped out and didn't say anything, that would be cowardly. So don't do what they're doing. They're being, you know, the, the church that you're a part of that you're going to leave, they they are being cowards in their fear of addressing heresy and I would challenge you, don't be a coward. Don't be afraid to challenge them on, on how they've been soft on heresy. So go have a conversation, explain it, and then and then you know ask them for a response. In many cases, they're probably not going to listen, unfortunately. There are some churches that would, which is awesome, but in most cases, they probably wouldn't. And in that case, then I would just, I would after you've said what you believe to be true, um, let the church know that you that you love them. You'll pray for them, and you're going to you're going to go find somewhere else uh, to fellowship. Make sure you clearly articulate that again in a most Christ honoring way possible, but in a very clear way. Heresy is damaging to the church. It dishonors God. Um, it robs people of dignity in some cases. It's detrimental to people's spiritual health, to marriages, to relationships, uh, to, to how people engage with culture, that heresy can be damaging in such a grand way. We should not be soft with heresy, and we should be very focused on holding people accountable if they are indeed being heretics or promoting a doctrine that violates the core of Christianity. I think it's important to to deal with heresy head on. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Hope this has been helpful or insightful. If you have a question or a topic you'd like me to address on the show, I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me an email. The address is heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theology 
for the rest of us.com. Also, you can connect with me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Kenneth Ortiz. That's K-E-N-N-E-T-H-O-R-T-I-Z. To ensure you never miss an episode of the podcast, make sure you subscribe in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. That'll guarantee that every episode gets delivered directly to your device as soon as it goes live. Also, if you love the podcast or it's been a blessing to you, do me a huge favor. Head on over to iTunes, leave us a five-star rating and a great review. Those reviews are a big, big help to the show. Thanks again for listening. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us. We'll be right back.